It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, and this is Talk Commerce. There are three critical assets that any merchant, brand, manufacturer, or commerce business has. Customers, employees, and products. We all want to keep our customers happy, so significant investments were made into CRM. Later, merchants found that their employees were being neglected and invested in HRMs. The final piece of the puzzle was the product and the product information management system. Akinio has now moved PIM to the next level with Product Cloud. Kristen Narragon explains Akinio Product Cloud and helps us understand how all those pieces come together to make one big product puzzle that saves you time and money. She also helps us understand PIM and how it enables you to get and maintain happy customers. And isn't that what we all want? Happy customers? And now, your free joke. I saw an old man fall into a well today. I guess he couldn't see that well. One of the coolest things about becoming a member of the Magento Association is that you can and will become an important philanthropist. Here's why. When you participate in the Magento Association, you can choose even a modest amount to contribute on a monthly basis. That contribution will continue seamlessly and hassle-free into the foreseeable future, and the modest amount grows and grows. Pretty soon, a few years have gone by, And those dollars are continuing to go to our community and the association. And without you even realizing it, your contribution now reaches into the hundreds. What that says about you is that you believe in the Magento Association and in our mission. It says that you're pledging your support for the future of this community as much as you're celebrating its past and enjoying its present. Your single monthly amount, whatever it is, ends up really making a huge difference as you support what is important to you. Go to magentoassociation.org forward slash join and join today. Thank you. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Kristen Narragon. Kristen is Global Marketing and Strategy for Akinio. Sorry. Kristen, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us one of your day-to-day, what your day-to-day role is, and maybe one of your passions in life. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brent. I'm really excited to be here. So I try to introduce myself not by my work, and I try to remove myself from being defined by just the the work that I do. I am Kristen Narragon. I am a mother of two kids who I think are just the most interesting humans on earth, and I love to travel with my family. My husband and my kids, we like to travel quite a bit. Um, Maybe it's quite a bit just from an American point of view, but we've taken the family to far-flung places like Indonesia and Japan and Colombia and all across Europe. So we, we have a good time and enjoy exploring new places and learning, learning how other people around the world live. 
So that's a little bit about me and a passion that I have. A Peloton enthusiast, and I will wake up at ungodly hours in order to fit in a ride or a workout with Peloton. So maybe that's a plug for somebody else's business, but I'm a little bit obsessed. And in my day job, what I do to make sure I can afford my Peloton is I am the head of global marketing and strategy here at Acneo. And I have been with the company for two and a half years. It'll be three years in February. Gosh, I joined right before the pandemic started. So two hot weeks in the office and then got to meet a few people and dispersed we were. Building and changing a strategy all remotely in a new company was a bit of a trick, but we've, uh, we've done some great things. So that's a little bit about me and what I'm up to. So for the listeners who don't understand what a PIM is, why don't you give us the 10,000-foot view of a PIM, and then let's dive into PIMs more as we go along. Yeah, so PIM, it's hard to explain if, if you've got zero knowledge, but if we're trying to talk to our grandparents and let them know what it is, it's essentially those, It's a solution that helps turn browsers into buyers. And so if you think about what we do as consumers to go, looking for researching products that we are interested in purchasing and read all of that information about the product, find it in different locations represented in different ways. The PIM serves that up in in the most delightful ways. So we're the solution that helps those buyers feel more sure about the products that brands and retailers are selling. I've heard it. I've heard it being said that 2023 is going to be the year of the PIM. Why do you think that the PIMs are trending so much? Yeah. Oh, man. I love this because the way that we see the world is that there are three key assets that any merchant, brand, manufacturer, any commerce business has. The first are customers. It's pretty important to a business. The second are employees. And the third, of course, are products. And so that first wave of investment was around that, the customer, an obsession with the customer and the customer experience. And so centralizing the record for customers and then engaging with them in all the ways that a customer they think wants to be engaged. And so huge industries have been developed around that customer engagement. The second wave has been around that second asset, which is employees. Maybe you might argue it's going in the wrong order, but it is what it is. And so especially now since COVID, but it started well before, this industry surrounding technology and consulting, new innovations and supporting that employee experience, that life cycle of an employee from recruiting talent, onboarding them, engaging them, health meters with employees, all of that is exploding right now. So the customer experience first and still going strong, employee experience wave is here. And if you're watching it, it's growing big and tall. That third pillar of a business is the product experience and woefully neglected. Still a huge challenge for businesses. And it's the thing that falls apart. If your customer experience is falling apart, it's probably due to a bad product experience. And so they're waking up to understand, oh my gosh, the missing ingredient in this whole thing that I've been investing in is actually investing in that product experience. Yeah, and I think one of the fun things or interesting things that I've always seen as the PIM is that you can then put all of your product into one place and diversify it into multiple channels. And as now we're getting more into omni-channel, PIM is even more important 
keep that continuity in product across all channels. Yeah, for um, sure. Maybe talk a little bit about how Akinio can effectively get over some of those hurdles when you're talking about continuity of product. Yeah, there's so many hurdles that we we help our customers with. And when you talk about the destination, so it's always the last mile. I think that a lot of um, a lot of people are interested in it, right? It's, the last mile is always the hardest mile. But actually, in this this wave, <laughs> what we're seeing is that it's actually starting way back before the last mile. You've got the full marathon in front of you before you get there of product gathering, product information from wherever it comes from. So if you're a retailer or distributor, it's coming from maybe thousands of different brands trying to get that information. But even if you're a brand manufacturer yourself, oh my goodness, you have agencies that you're working with, you've got the creative people, you have the brand people, you've got the order management people, you've got a lot of sources of information that you need to get together in one place. That's hard. Uh, PIM helps with that. And then certainly um, accelerating that speed of getting the information. So you're not a crunch that hard work down into as much automation as possible. So you get to market faster, that last mile of getting to market faster. You gotta enrich the products, make that easy and fun to do, and then get that into all of those destinations. Then we talk about sales channels, which is absolutely one destination for product experiences to show up for your prospects and your customers. But it's everywhere else too. So think of the end of your post-purchase experience. If you're calling up a particular brand and you want you say, hey, I bought this product on this particular site, I need to know X, Y, Z, you really want the person who's picking up the phone to know exactly what it is and know more about the product than potentially was served to that person. So PIM information actually gets served to support that full life cycle of customer information to things like the, the customer support teams as well. Yeah, I think, so Akinio started back in the early teens, 2013, something like that. Tell us some of the beginnings of that and how that has impacted how PIM has grown and how it fits into the today's puzzle or all the different pieces you need for a fully rounded e-commerce and store system. That's right. Yeah, we we certainly support e-com, but it's really commerce at its core and all of the different destinations. But yeah, back to your question, it's 10 years we get to celebrate our 10-year anniversary at, at our upcoming user conference in Paris in, in March. And uh, pretty excited about that. My goodness, has have things changed in that last 10 years? Akinio started with the founders who were working on the back-end systems of e-commerce solutions like Magento. And they were hands-on keyboard trying to move products from one place into the e-com system and really just saw loud and clear the problem that managing that product information and getting it into the direct-to-consumer channel was just a total nightmare. And so that's where they began, is trying to solve that problem. And they created an open source solution. And so anybody can go right now on GitHub or wherever you download your open source solutions and find a Kinio there. And it's a powerful solution that's just available to anybody. And I think that was the part of the vision was they knew this was such a vast problem that they wanted to provide a solution to anybody who needed it. And so we have 80,000 downloads of that solution across the world. So clearly it is any customer or any business with a product to sell has this problem and we're helping them 
to solve it. And so that was, that was the roots of the business. And since we've evolved into a full SaaS composable offering, we fit into whatever stack a company might have and integrate neatly into whatever ecosystem is in the customer space. And so it's been a quite, a quite a journey, quite an evolution, and the value that we're providing and the depth and the breadth. I think we, you hear it with our customers, gosh, I've sold a lot of products before. I've been exposed to a lot of different solutions, and I've talked to a lot of customers in my life. I have never talked to so many happy customers as I have here. It's creepy, like not creepy, but it's just, it's almost unbelievable how delighted these customers are with the Kineo. And so it's just a, it's a wonderful, just a wonderful place to, to grow with. Going back to the beginnings and the reasoning around, so open source has been a big part of what helped software grow in the last 10 years. And the yeah. Kineo is certainly open source and has a community version that's free for people mm-hmm. to download and use. We do. Tell us some of the importance of that and how, ge- how maybe getting users into PIM and exposing them to PIM. How does that help Akinio's brand to have that open source model? Yeah, it's interesting. It was new to me, uh, this open source model before coming to Akinio. And what I've realized is that Especially in a market where, as we discussed, this it's it's been around for a while, the category. But I think since the ten years that we've been able to expose the with the free open source model to so many different people, I think the education process it really has accelerated the education process for what a PIM is, because I think it's still one of those categories that people are learning about, right? Like learning exactly where it fits into their tech stack, learning exactly how it solves, the value that it brings, the problems that it solves. And so that open source nature, I think has really helped to seed buyers with an educational tool. Now, what we've done recently, actually uh, this year, we released also a SaaS free trial. So it's totally free, no credit cards, nothing. You just put your name in and you go, you get a 14-day free trial. It's SaaS. If you're not a developer or some IT person who really understands how to install an open source product, I am not one of those. Somebody like me can go in and just start the free trial on their on their computer and be done. So you're, you can experience the Akinio value over the course of 14 days. And I think that's also part of our heritage is getting the word out there, understanding the value that a solution like ours has to offer has really been helping us to expand the growth of the business, but also the solution at large. So on a tangent, Akinio has always been known for their purple three-headed, I think it's a dragon. It's a Is hydra. There a hydra, okay. Is mm-hmm. there a story behind that? Yeah, her pronouns are she, and her name is Ziggy. Yeah, she's evolved as well over time, and, and she's taken on some iterations, but she was initially brought into the fold by a very creative person on the team who took on the adoption of Ziggy, and she was the three-headed Hydra for multi-channel. And so at first, she was the bad guy. She's multi-channel, like hard to wrangle. She was evil. But she was tamed by Julia, who is our persona, the PIM power user, and now they're best friends. So she and Julia, Julia and Ziggy are now friends, and Ziggy is part of the, ah, man, to get your hands on a Ziggy, people really like. So you can come to our booth or at any show or come to user events, and you might be able to find some limited edition Ziggies uh, to adopt and take home with you. Our customers love them. (laughs) 
so uh, w- one of the things that that is coming up in in commerce now is social commerce. How does PIM fit into social commerce, and how can new merchants or merchants that are established and have a PIM or are looking at PIMs utilize that for social commerce? Yeah, gosh, and social commerce is such a broad category too, and it keeps evolving by the minute. And some platforms are even taking down the actual transactional piece of it. So I guess when I think of social commerce, it's everything from the influence piece, the browse piece, the showcasing piece to the transactional components of it. And so if you think about it with those two buckets, I think PIM is absolutely able to and should be serving that consistent, you talked about a consistent product experience no matter where you're browsing. It's no question in my mind that unless you have a centralized product record, you have consistency in how you're describing and showcasing your products. If you're not doing that on social channels, you're totally missing the whole point. And so driving consistency there is absolutely like table stakes critical these days. And I think the other, so consistency is one, but also speed to those new random channels that seem to pop up as as often as they do. I think without a PIM, without preset centralized system, your speed to those new channels, your speed to market to those new channels is just a nightmare. Whereas with a proper PIM, you're able to open up a new channel, select the types of content, because every channel has different content requirements, but just modify the content that already exists and get it it into the channel. So it's not like recreating an entire process just to open up one social new social channel. It's as simple as clicking and reconfiguring. So I think it's speed to those channels, being able to test out if those channels work for you, for whatever objectives you think that they should be achieving, is just so much faster with with a setup PIM. And I think just going back to the traditional model of just doing e-commerce through one store, the reality of what's coming is now we are going to have maybe even when they talk about headless, maybe it's not going to you're not you're going to be everything's going to be done through all these channels. And I know that in an earlier interview this year, we talked about even conversational commerce where Hmm. it's done through chats and things like that. So I think that retailers and merchants need to know that they need to stay at least somewhat ahead of the game or stay with it so you can continue to sell and see the channels that are out there. What are the trends in in that social commerce headfirst type of thing that, that Akinio is jumping onto? Yeah, so if you think about a certain generation of buyer out there, of which I am not one of, <laughs> they are all over social and the influence that social people, influencers on social media channels have and the impact that it can have on your product. And for brand managers out there who want to control their image, having the ability to have a centralized, like I said before, just single source of truth for your product information and being able to get that into the hands of when possible influencers is absolutely one one thing that is part of making sure that your brand image stays consistent, even if it's in the hands of somebody that you're not paying. The second thing is that those younger consumers value transparency. And so I think being able to provide in the social channels really, truly transparent information about the product itself, but also layering in brand values inside of those social moments with your product. So not even discrete from 
side by side and integrated with your product story, that is insanely important for buyers of a certain generation. <laughs> so transparency is critical and social is, if you're not there, you're just non-existent. And those influencers have power. So if you're not feeding those influencers with the right information, they're just going on their own. Those are the trends that we see, which I think a pin like ours actually supports really nicely. As your team gets bigger, I think that the importance of having different roles on your team to do different things, and I think it applies especially in Zillit's multi-language. One of the features that I particularly like about Akinio is the ability to do the to do checklists of things so you could you can see when your catalog is done in English and maybe your catalog isn't completed in Spanish. And talk about how how that team aspect and even how that the aspect of having the ability to see when pieces are done and getting things launched quicker and not having to dig through mounds of data to figure out what isn't and what is done, how that can yeah. help a merchant get things to market quicker. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because it's one of the usability features of the solution that I think doesn't is not like the sexiest thing to go talking about, but it's once you get the product, you're like, oh my gosh, thank God. We recently did a total economic impact study with a few of our customers and found out that retention was one of the outcomes, employee retention and satisfaction was one of the outcomes of leveraging a Kineo PIM. And the reasons that were given were exactly what you talk about. So it's the ability to see among a lot of products that you have to enrich, you have to get ready for getting to market, see what status they're in, in, like you said, which language, but which market, which category, which family of products, so that you can triage your day and not just waste time combing through endless lists of products. So it's just a, a quick way to understand where you are in your day-to-day -day job and not be like dragged down in the quagmire of lots of Excel spreadsheets and lists of products. The other thing that we discovered was that since those employees were not dragged down with some menial matching and VLOOKUP tasks, that they were even more satisfied because they were able to do the higher value work, the work that was actually more interesting of writing colorful descriptions, actually looking for what are the right brand images to put against these products. And so actually taking those extra steps to make their products showcase much more brilliantly on the places that they were going. So employee retention was a really wonderful outcome that we, we discovered with, with the, those who are using the PIM. I think you can create and I'm going to use all the wrong words, but like a workflow where you can have certain things that have to get done before the product's ready to go, oh, yeah. which ensures that the product's going to be as great and beautiful as it should be when yeah. it goes live. Whereas your typical, if you're using some back end of any nondescript e-commerce system, you're not going to have all those there's not going to be all those things in place to ensure that product is the way it should be across all areas. And even as a manager, then it makes it difficult if you didn't have that tool in hand to make sure your product looks super great for your customer to see. Yeah, no, it's true. And the time to market is the is so employee satisfaction and retention is absolutely one of them. But then time to market is the other benefit and the outcome of that because the speed with which you're able to triage and understand which categories are ready to go 
is, is high, and you, a lot of automation is happening behind the scenes so that you don't have to do a lot of the manual work that probably you're doing with spreadsheets and other old-fashioned things to get this, the product information into one place. As an example, one of our customers who's, who's a seller of Apple products Apple doesn't give anybody any information prior to a launch of a new product, of course, and so even staples. And so it would take them, I think, upwards of two weeks to gather that information from the product launch and get it up onto their channels and into their markets to sell it. And my gosh, that's how much lost revenue over two weeks period. That's, that is that is an impact to the business. And now they turn it around in a matter of hours simply due to that process that they've nailed down, leveraging the interface of the PIM and all the automations and checkpoints and quality controls that we've got. One other benefit that you have is that you can have a third-party vendor have limited access to start mm-hmm. making that product ready. So not maybe Apple wouldn't do this, but if you have a vendor who is giving you a product and they're, they know everything about it and they can they have access to your system, they could be starting that pre-product input before your team even has to get a hold of it, or a lot of that work would already be done to get it live as soon as possible. Yeah, totally. And so that's the one solution for retailers and distributors is that onboarding solution to allow third parties to get in there and import their product information alongside other components. But there's also inside the administrative rights of CorePIN itself, we have a bunch of customers who have seasonal releases And so they have a ton of products that they just have to get out the door in various seasons, and they find that it's actually really valuable for them and their community, actually, where this particular customer is, to hire students, like working students, as well as retired people, to their offices, give them these are the three things that you're working on, and that's all the access that they have. So they have their list of products that they work on and the various fields and attributes that they're allowed to enrich, and they find that their time to market is so much faster. Their flexibility with their workforce is pretty darn high, and they love being able to to hire into the community people who might otherwise not have those types of opportunities. And it's just this, like win-win all around. Talking about new product launches, and I know that Kenio recently unlocked a new product <laughs> at like the that. Unlock Thank Conference. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about Kenio Product Cloud and how that's going to change things and enhance things. Yeah, we're super, super excited about this. This, this for us, is the way that the category evolves. One of the things that we clearly have encountered in working with the customers that we have and the benefits of having 80,000 installs of the product in open source is having conversations with people to see what other pieces of information help to the browser turn into a buyer. And if you step back and you think about all of those components of product experiences that help you and I discover, to learn, to make the purchase, it's more than what a traditional modern PIM can consume or should consume. You go up on any product product page, you'll see things like customer reviews. You'll see things like, and if it's a dynamic pricing, that's not going inside of a PIM because it's hot, changing by the, this millisecond sometimes pricing. There are things that, let's see, what are the components that we can think of that live outside? So there's order information, right? So understanding if there's availability of that product in a certain store that's near you. Those are all components 
that naturally and should live outside of a traditional modern PIM like a Kineo, but that also serve that browsing to buying experience. And so the product cloud is that evolution of a composable offering that allows merchants and commerce leaders to get their products and showcase their products anywhere with any product information in one single place. So it broadens the scope of product information to both warm and hot data, so non-static, non-once-and-done marketing data, to that more dynamic data. Puts it all in one place and allows those merchants to do analytics on performance of those products in all of the destinations to where it goes. So we're pretty excited about this. It's an evolution of building out the various components for us in this product cloud vision that we're painting out there. But I think we've got the backbone of it with the PIM, with our app store, with our connected marketplace to all the destinations that that we need to get them to, to the product information to. So we're pretty excited about the product club. Is the so you're going to tie in the ERP and any disparate systems that would be connected to the? It's, you're talking about having everything coming into one place and then spitting it out to the multiple channels again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you think of it, the PIM is now one component, one composable component of the entire product record. You've got a dam. You've got order management systems to serve availability needs in the product record, product lifecycle systems that allow the searcher or the buyer or the consumer to understand where the, inform- the product was sourced from potentially, since that's now you know a, a real transparency, like I said, is a real need for ba- browsers and buyers to understand where the sourcing material has come from and how it was sourced. Some of that lives in a system like a PLM. And to be able to combine all of those elements into one full product record in the single source. So now the full product record is elevated at a product data platform level and then shipped out and activated into the various channels that it needs to go. That's what we now mean by a product record being activated into the various destinations where it needs to go. One of the other value propositions that I'm really excited about there is essentially now you've got the customer record sitting in a CDP or a CRM. You'll have the product record completely sitting in a PDP, product data platform, Marrying those two and syncing those two data sources allows for analysis of your business that you've never had before. And so up-leveling that centralized product record to that centralized customer record is just going to further unlock so much growth for these businesses. That really helps the marketers. The top three things in marketing is measuring, and that will give a lot more insight to how well they're performing. Absolutely. Kristen, if you had if you had a little juicy nugget that you could give a merchant as we're going into fourth quarter Black Friday this f- busier time, what could you give a merchant? What would you What do you think the trend is now in in this the end of twenty twenty two? Oh, a juicy nugget! I love experimenting. I do that myself for my marketers in my in my team. If we're not experimenting, then we're not trying. We're not failing. We're not we're not getting out there and making sure that we're the best, showcasing our offering in the best ways. And so I think for merchants out there, 
It's the same. It's if you can't quickly experiment in a new channel, if it's a sales channel or a marketing channel, you're missing out. You're missing out on exposure to new audiences or you're missing out on being able to showcase your products in ways that you couldn't on a direct-to-consumer channel potentially with uh, with a the YouTube influencer channel that's coming out. So I think it's it's pretty imperative that this season, if you want to try something new, the quicker you can get there, measure it, understand it, pull it off it's, if it's not working, but expand it if it is. I think that's the real power in, in expanding your business. Yeah, and just to help listeners understand how easy it would be is you have everything in your PIM and you have a new channel that's now available, all those channels are going to be connected with an API mm-hmm. and all you do is connect the two. And it, it, even if it's such a new thing, there's tons of middleware that can get you in connected if it's not available, but generally those larger channels or the new channels that are out there, they're going to be available to connect to. And just as we want to sell that particular thing to somebody that channel wants that connection with you to sell through so i think that's a great that's a great point that you've made about how the time to market is so greatly reduced by having your product all in one place and ready Mm -hmm. to go yeah absolutely absolutely and you know what we know we noticed this with and i think a lot of learnings came out of covid on so many different dimensions but when we were trying to support our customers through covid and the impact that it had on their businesses the ones in our ecosystem, they were able to make these pretty significant pivots. We had a company that would sell to airlines. So they sold things like fuel to airlines. They sold things like everything in bulk to support the flight. And COVID hits, what do you do? So their big idea was to pivot to consumers. So they're selling to, they're selling to businesses, clearly. They decided to take their wares that actually suddenly were pretty useful for people because they had things like hand sanitizer in bulk. And so what they were able to do is do some repackaging but sell to consumers. So they spun up all that product information that they had in Akinio that they were using to sell to businesses, re just tweak some of the descriptions to make it more consumer friendly, and they pushed direct to consumer within a matter of months. That's a business pivot. (laughs) But they accessed a whole new market through consumers because they had their product information sorted. That's experimentation at scale, and that's business survival. And so now, coming out of COVID, and flights are all back, they have two consumer bases now, buying bases now that they're able to accelerate. So the world's your oyster in that case, right? Uh, just in terms of new markets, new channels that you're able to experiment with. I do want to make a D2C, B2B point too, that the PIM is a channel to print as well. Yes. And if you're a B2B and you have traditional, maybe one channel through some kind of website, but you also have a printed catalog, PIM is a great place to put all of your products in and then you can output to a printed catalog just like you do to any other channel. You can think of it as electronic and digital, but that digital turns into pieces of paper at the end. And rather than having somebody comb through pages and pages of InDesign documents or whatever you're using, you can start it in your PIM and then output to some product that that actually is the printable version. Yeah. I was in my CEO's office a few months ago and 
he proudly has displayed on his desk this massive catalog. It's like this thick and dense. <laughs> he puts it on my lap and I'm like, oh, that's, I could do some weightlifting with this. But it's entirely powered by Akinio. And the level of detail and the product information that's in here, it, this is not a lost business of selling with a product catalog for many industries. And if you have to sort through all of that, all of those dense pages of product catalogs and product information manually, oh my lord. And if you get something wrong, the expense of getting something wrong in a printed catalog that you're doing thousands of, this is, this is business impact. So yeah, getting the product information right and all of those checks and balances that you'd want for your digital, easy to pull down a misspelling on a, your direct-to-consumer channels. But if you have a misprint, a spelling error in a catalog that has already been printed, you've got a problem. So all of the checks and balances that go into that are pretty important for those channels as well. Yeah, and I, so, Kristen, I think you and I could talk about great solutions for PIM for the next three hours, but unfortunately <laughs> we're out of time. Yeah. As, I put, as I close out on each of our podcasts, I give a chance for the guests to do a shameless plug about anything you'd like. What would you like to plug today? I'm, it's the mission that we've got is to make sure that we provide a solution for anybody who needs it. So I'd say go to akinio.com and just start the free trial. And like I said, there's no no credit card and nothing's needed. You just put your, your name in there and there's a live chat inside the free trial. You can explore the experience all on your own time and all on your own. Or if you need help, we've got that too. So I would just say check it out if you're curious about what exactly it looks like and under the hood is there for you to open up. So akinio.com is the shameless plug that I'll put out there. Yeah, and I'll put all, <laughs> I'll put all the links on the show notes. Kristen Narragon, thank you so much. Kristen is the VP of Global Marketing and Strategy for Akenio. Thank you for being here today. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much, Brent. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been a pleasure to be your host today. Please sign up for our newsletter platforms at talk-commerce.com. Rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce wherever you download your podcasts. New shows out every week.